Amen. If you're glad to be in chapel service this morning, say amen. <clears throat> I'm thankful to be here this morning, and uh, I'm glad you're here this morning. And uh, thank God, Brother Josh, these young people got a school to go to. <laughs> thank God they got a place. Brother Seth, where they ain't got to worry about the world. They ain't got to hear cussing in the hallways, and they, they can hear about God, and they can hear God. And you ought to thank God this morning. You got a place you can come. The atmosphere that God has given here, you ought to thank God. And uh, I want my children to have a place. I want my children to have a place, Brother Josh, where they feel safe. They can come to the altar and they can, hallelujah to God, I feel like shouting about it. Thank God. You ought to thank God for your school this morning. And uh, you ought to thank God for what he's doing, what he's done, and he's not done doing what he's doing. Isn't that a blessing? Amen. If you got your Bibles this morning, turn them to Ruth chapter number one. Ruth chapter number one. We we're going to be looking at Acts this morning, but maybe we'll look at that another time. God <clears throat> really burdened me this morning in here, and this isn't really what I got to study and look at, but the Lord put us here this morning, and uh, we'll just trust Him. And uh, you ought to obey God this week is what you ought to do. You ought to take heed to God. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be here, and uh, I'm excited about what God's going to do. Let's, let's pray before we get started. Lord, thank you, God, for this place. Thank you, God, for Brother Josh and Miss Brittany having a burden for a Christian school. God, thank you, God, for every young person in this place. God, I pray, God, that you would speak from pew to pew this morning. God, I pray we'd leave here different than we came. God, I pray, God, your power and your presence would be known. God, I pray you'd open your word to us this morning. God, will give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but in my Bible, uh, it finishes up the book of Judges on the, same, on the same page as the book of Ruth. And I'll read the last verse in the book of Judges, and then we'll read down in the book of Ruth. Say amen if you know the story of the book of Ruth. And uh, it says in verse 25 of Judges, it says, In those days there were no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now it came to pass in the days when Judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. Now it said that everybody did that which was right, in their own eyes. I want to say something to you that kind of remind you about where we're at in our society. Everybody says if it feels good, do it. Uh, if everybody else is doing it, do it. I want to say something to you this morning. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to go where everybody else is going. You don't have to say what everybody else is saying. You are your own person this morning. If you're saved, you're a Christian. You've got a Bible. You've got a church. Let God tell you what to do and how to act and how to, where to go instead of just following the crowd. Most of the time, the crowd is going to lead you wrong. Most of the time, society is going to lead you wrong. You don't have to do that which is right in your own eyes this morning. Bible said there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ways therein are the ways of death. 
And it said there was a man, look in verse number two, and the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malion and Chilion, Ephorites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab, and the name of one was Orpha, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. And Malion and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left with of her two sons and her husband. And she arose with her daughters-in-law, and she might return from the country of Moab. And she heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people and given them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law, and her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto the two daughters-in-law, Go, each return each to her mother's house. The Lord dealt kindly with you, and you have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. And they kissed them and lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters-in-law. Why will you go with me? Are you yet any more sons in my womb that I may... that may be your husbands. Turn again, my daughters, go obey, go your way, for I am too old to have a an husband, and if I should have hope, I should have a husband also tonight, should also bear sons. Would you tarry for till uh, they were grown? Would you stay for them till having husbands? My daughter, for it grieveth me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Verse 14, and they lifted up their voice and wept again and Orpha kissed her mother-in-law and Ruth clave unto her and she said behold thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods return thou after thy sister in law, I want to just give you a few things briefly this morning, and uh, we'll get out of the way. I want to say something that uh, Bethlehem, Judah, uh, it means house of bread or house of praise. And uh, they were where they were supposed to be, living in the will of God. And uh, the Bible said that they went, there was a famine in the land, and they went down to Moab. Moab and Egypt is a picture of the world. They're a picture of uh, uh, where children of God are not supposed to go. They were safe. They had a famine in the land of Bethlehem, Judah, but they were living in the promised land where they were supposed to be. Did you know that God has a place He wants you to live? God has a place He wants you to stay. Listen, God has a plan for your life. The Bible said there was a famine in the land, and they went and sojourned in the land of Moab. I want to say something to you about a famine. We don't find in our Bible nowhere where a famine ever killed a child of God in the will of God. Isn't that a blessing? And uh, listen, the famine should not have ran them down to Moab. And uh, the Bible said that they were going to sojourn there. That was something they were going to do temporarily just to fix a problem that they had in their lives. But the Bible said they continued there. I want to say something to you. You'll never go down to the world just for a little while. It'll always keep you longer than you needed to stay. It'll always cost you more than you wanted to pay. And they went down, the Bible said, 
said they sojourned in the land. And uh, I want to say to you this morning, before we ever even get started, don't go to Moab. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? When the child of God has no place in Moab, the child of God has no place in the world, you don't have to go sow your wild oats. You don't have to go mess your life up in sin. You don't have to go make a wreck of your life. You can live in Bethlehem, Judah all the days of your life. You don't ever have to go to Egypt. You don't ever have to seek the world for help. God will provide your every need. Don't go to Moab. I don't care if it's a famine. I don't care if it's friends. I don't care if it's fame. I don't care if it's family. I wouldn't let nobody drag me off down to Moab. There's nothing for the child of God in Moab. There's nothing for the Christian in Moab. There's nothing for the teenager in Moab. This world is slinging all kind of hell at you and it's got nothing to do with being a child of God this morning. Don't go to Moab. Don't ne- Listen, you do not have to go to the world for help. You don't have to go to society for advice. You don't have to mark your life up with sin. You can stay in Bethlehem, Judah all the days of your life. You don't ever have to smoke a cigarette. You don't ever have to drink a beer. You don't ever have to cuss. You don't ever have to go to the world for anything. If I could tell you, don't go to the world. You say, my cousins are going to the world. My family's going to the world. My friends are going to the world. I wouldn't care what they did. I would stay in Bethlehem, Judah. Don't go to the world this morning. Don't go to Moab. Don't go to Moab. God help us this morning. There's a lot of Christians, a lot of young people, They've been raised in Bethlehem, Judah. They've been raised in the right way. And they're going off down to Moab to see what's going on down there. You know what they found down in Moab? They found death. They found defeat. They found destruction. They found depression. They found bitterness. They found ungodliness. And they got their little help just for the little, the, the little need they had. But it cost them their life. Elimelech, that is. It was something that was temporal. It was something that was physical. But they were trying to fill. They were trying to fill spiritual needs with something that was uh, physical. Is anybody with me this morning? They were hungry. They needed food, and I understand that. And God will provide His people what they need. They 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 sold out. Listen to me. They sold out something physical, something spiritual, to have something physical. That's what the world's doing. Listen, the Bible said there's pleasure in sin for a season. You'll sell out what you've got spiritually and it'll cost you for a little bit of physical enjoyment just for a little while. They got a little food, but you know what? He wound up dying anyway. The very thing that he went down to get help from doing, it wound up happening to him anyway. Y'all see that? He went down to, he went down to Moab because he was worried about dying because he didn't have anything to drink or eat, but he wound up dying down in Moab. And that's exactly what will happen to us as children of God. We think we need something that the world has. We think we want something that the world has. We think we got to have something. We think there's no more uh, way to get the job done other than go to the world. And we wind up getting the same thing we were going to get that we thought we were going to get right in the will of God. The Bible said they sojourned in the land. They stayed there. The Bible said they continued there. said they were there 10 years. I want to say something to you, young person. You don't have 10 years to waste down in Moab. 
You don't have 10 minutes to waste down in Moab, much less 10 years. Brother Seth, I've wasted enough of my life. I don't want to waste no more. If there's one thing I could go back and do, I'd change a lot of things. A lot of them say they wouldn't change nothing, but I'd go back till I was a teenager. I'd get into Christian school. I'd serve God. I wouldn't go to the world. I'm telling you, I wouldn't waste any time. I'd stay at the house of God all the day. I'd have listened to my daddy more. I'd have listened to my preacher more. I'd have listened to my preacher wife more, I'd have got more involved in the youth, I'd have done more with God I'd have read my Bible more I'd have prayed more, I'd have seek God more, I'd run for Jesus more that's what I'd do, if I could go back to your day, I was sitting back there thinking what, what a day you've got this morning <laughs> what an opportunity you've got this morning you don't have to go to the world isn't that a blessing? You don't, you don't have to have a testimony that you did this or you did that and you came back to God. The best testimony would be I served God all the days of my life. I was in the Christian school. I followed God. I sought God. I wanted God. I served God. I don't know what it's like to go to Moab. That'd be a blessing, wouldn't it? If I could go back, I'd change a lot of things. Wouldn't you this morning? <laughs> You better take heed to what God has done in your life. You better take heed to what God is doing in your life. Brother Josh, I told the young people before I left, I shared my heart with them. I told them, I said, I don't want to get calls. I don't want to get calls saying so-and-so's gone and so-and-so's doing this and so-and-so's doing that. And I feel the same way about you guys. I don't want to get calls saying so-and-so's out. God help us. God help us this morning. You don't have to go to Moab. You don't have to go to the West. Hallelujah. You don't have to go. I want to get calls saying things like, I found one, Brother Colton. I believe she's right with the Lord. and We're going to get married. <laughs> we're going to serve God. <laughs> That's kind of, I want to get calls saying things like, we're going to be missionaries and we're going to serve God and we're going we're to live for God. That's kind of calls I want to get. You don't have to go to Moab just because everybody else is doing it. I wouldn't care if it was just you. You don't need to go. I want to show you a few things. Naomi, the Bible said she had heard that the Lord had visited. Is there anything you've heard this morning? Not necessarily this morning, but as God gave you some preaching. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about this morning? That the Lord had visited his people. They find themselves down in Moab. And the Bible said that she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her and they went on their way to return unto Bethlehem Jew. I want to say something to you that if you are in Moab this morning, you ought to just go home. <laughs> you ought to just go home. You say, well, I'm, I'm still at church, Brother Colton. I'm still at the school but your heart's so far from it, you know what you ought to do? You ought to just come back to God this morning. <laughs> you ought to just go home. I don't know why they stayed 10 years. I don't know why they wrecked their life and died down there. They ought to just come home. The best thing about Moab is you ain't got to stay there. You can go home. You can go home. You say, I'm, I'm not really been off down to Moab, but I've just been kind of spiritually down in Moab. You ought to go home this morning. You ought to get right with God this morning. You ought to get right this way and get right this way. You ought to just go home this morning. That's the best thing about Moab is you can go home. <laughs> you don't have to stay there. You say, I done went off down to Moab a little bit. You ought to go home this morning. 
And we've got Naomi, and we've got Ruth, and we've got Orpha. And their the two husbands have died, the, the, the daddy's died. Because that's what happens when you go down there, it brings death. The world brings death, sin brings death, ungodliness brings death, carnality brings death, wickedness brings death, filthy talking brings death, cussing brings death, ungodly things we do with our bodies bring death, it brings death. God help us. It'll kill something inside of you. Every time you do something you ain't supposed to do, it'll kill a spiritual part of you. It'll kill something inside of you you don't want to die. God help us. It'll bring death down in Moab. It'll bring death. Or uh, Naomi heard. <laughs> we ought to stop right there and pause for about three days that somebody told Naomi heard. <laughs> That's how I found out. Somebody told Brother Seth. Somebody's on my case. I wonder if it was somebody that was missionary and down in Moab. By the way, the only time you ever go down to Moab or, or Egypt or somewhere like that, you ought to have book, chapter, and verse from God that you're going down there to tell somebody about Jesus. I'm not talking about nothing goofy. I'm not talking about getting a boyfriend out in the world and saying I'm trying to win. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when God fills you full of the Holy Ghost and you get a word from God and he says go get somebody out of hell. That's what I'm talking about. That's the only time you ever go somewhere like that. And I wonder if somebody knew they were down there <laughs> and went down there faithfully week after week and said, hey, you ought to come back to Bethlehem, Judah. There's bread. And you know what? Even that, the Lord's giving it. It's free. It's free. You can come back and it's free. All the bread you want, all the water you want, it's free. He's giving it away down in Bethlehem, Judah. Thank God somebody told. Thank God she heard. Somebody's probably been telling you, but I wonder if you've been hearing. Somebody's probably been telling you, but I wonder if you're listening this morning. And she heard. And the Bible said, and Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, excuse me, wherefore she went from the place where she was. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, verse number 8, Go, return each to her mother's house, and the Lord deal kindly with me, with you. And you have dwelt with the dead and with me. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why Naomi is trying to get these two ladies to go back to Moab. I can't for the life of me, and I can't for the life of me why anybody would push anybody to go back to the world. I can't. I don't understand it. These mamas and daddies and whoever it is, they push their children towards the things of the world and then they wonder why they wind up in a mess. God help us. And Naomi, don't push them back to Moab. I'm trying to get through all this. I'm not preaching on Naomi this morning. Ruth went. Well, Naomi and Orpha went back. So that's... Naomi's converts, or whatever you say it is, Naomi's influence. She's lucky Ruth went because she was pushing them to go back. Why is that? Why is that? Naomi had the power to push both of these girls. She had the influence to push them to the right way. And she didn't. I can't for the life of me. God has probably gave some of y'all the influence to push somebody towards the right way. I wonder why you're not doing that. 
I wonder why you're not doing that. I wonder why you're more worried about yourself and your sin and your status instead of pushing somebody to Jesus. I wonder if Naomi was worried what it'd look like if she showed back up with two Moabitess women. I wonder what she if she was worried about what her standard would be or what her what her what her outlook on com- the community would be if she showed back up with two Gentiles. God help us. You better drop your pride this morning and not worry about what everybody thinks about you. And you better try to get them out of hell. You better try to get them out of Moab. You better try to get them out of the world. Don't you let your pride push them back to Moab. God help us. God placed these two ladies in in Naomi's life so she could win them, not so she could push them back down to the world. God help us. God's put some people in your life this morning. You say, well, I'm only 13, I'm only 12, I'm only 10. You better believe there's people watching you. And you better not push them back to Moab. God help us. And Ruth, Ruth stayed in Ortha. She went back. And I just want to give you a few reasons this morning why I believe Ortha went back. Why Ortha went back. God help us. I hate she went back. I don't want nobody to go back to the world. That, that, everything she needed, Brother Seth, was in Bethlehem, Judah. And Naomi had what she, she knew where to go to get what she needed. That's just like us. We know what they need. And we're not doing anything about it. We're pushing them away more than we are pushing them in. Maybe you're worried what they'll think about you if they come to your church. Maybe they're worried. Maybe they're worried. Maybe you're worried about what they think about you if they hear you sh- hear, hear the shouting at your church. I wouldn't be nervous about that one bit. Maybe maybe you're worried about what they'll say about what your preacher says on Sunday morning. I wouldn't worry about that. You've got what they need. You better drop your pride and give them what they need this morning. God help us. And I really hope there's not anybody in here that's like this. That's too self-righteous to help anybody. I really hope there's not anybody like that in here this morning. I don't believe there is, but just in case there is, you ain't no you ought to be down in Moab. You're no better than nobody this morning. You better be glad God came by where you are and saved you. God help us. Listen, boys, everybody didn't have a preaching daddy. Everybody didn't have a church going mama. You better go out and tell somebody about Jesus. Have a little compassion. Everybody don't have the Christian school to go to. You better have some compassion on somebody and tell somebody how to get out of Moab. God help us. God help us. I know Brother Josh. He don't care if they got them all up their arms or whatever they got. He'll bring you bring them in. He'll preach to them this morning. God help us. I'm not talking about getting yoked up with them either. You know what I'm talking about this morning. God help us. And Naomi pushed her back. God help us. God help us. I hope there's nobody I've ever pushed back. She was interested in going to Naomi. And Naomi talked her out of it. Naomi pretty much sealed the deal with Ortha. Ortha's probably in hell this morning. Ortha's probably in hell this morning because Naomi didn't want to take the time or whatever it was to bring her with her. God help us. We're so busy doing what we want to do, we don't take the time. 
God help us. Somebody better get about the gospel this morning. Somebody better get a pocket full of gospel tracts and tell somebody about Jesus. This thing's not about you. It's not about me. God didn't put us here so we can be petted or so we can be whatever. God put us here to go out and tell them about Jesus. And I believe with all my heart Naomi had what it took to get Ortha where she needed to be. But instead of pushing her to Bethlehem, Judah, she pushed her away. God help us. God help us. That breaks my heart this morning. I sure don't want to push nobody away. I want to give you three reasons this morning why I believe that Ortha went back. The Bible said they were on their way. They were actually halfway, I believe. They were halfway to where they were supposed to be. And she pushed them back. She, pushed, she tried to push Ruth back. Let's, look, let's read it, and I'm going I'm to give it to you and be done this morning. It said, Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on their way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, turn each to her mother's house, and the Lord deal kindly with you, and you have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord granted you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. And they kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they, and they said unto her, Surely we will return unto thee, unto thy people. Naomi said again, Turn again. She told him again, Turn again. Verse 12, Turn again. Then she gives some smart aleck remarks and tells him again, God help us. I want to say number one why I believe Orpha went back to the world, went back to Moab went back to where she didn't need to be is because she took the wrong counsel. She took the wrong counsel. Naomi was bitter. Naomi was out of the will of God. Naomi was smart-mouthing. She was being sarcastic. Y'all with me this morning? Listen, you cannot trust the counsel of somebody that's out of the will of God. God help us. I, I, hope you, I wish you'd listen to me this morning. You cannot trust the counsel this morning of somebody that ain't right with God. You can't trust the counsel of somebody that's lost and you sure can't trust the counsel of somebody that ain't right with God. Naomi had been down in, uh, she had been down in Moab. She had went down there out of the will of God following her husband. She may have been in the will of God following her husband, but she could have went back a long time before she did. God help us. She should have been able to see. She should have been able to see. She didn't, she didn't have any discernment. She was bitter. The Bible says she was bitter. She said herself she was bitter. She was being smart mouthed and sarcastic about what God was trying to do in their lives. Listen, you don't trust for one second somebody that's being smart mouthed and sarcastic about what God is doing in your life. God help us. I know we're not shouting this morning, but this is preaching time this morning. Don't you take for a second somebody that's gone down to Moab, somebody that's wasting their life, somebody that's walked out on God. Don't you take their counsel for a second. She told him, go back. Go back. She took the wrong counsel. There's been a lot of young people get out of the will of God because they take wrong counsel. They take wrong counsel. Whether whoever it was. You know what? A lot of times, God help us. And I, I listen, I, I believe you ought to obey your mom and dad. You don't tell nobody I said no different either. But sometimes mamas and daddies ain't in the will of God. 
And it's hard to take good counsel from them. Y'all help me right there. I'm not telling you to be disrespectful to your mother and father. You better obey what they say. Y'all listen to me? But sometimes they're, if they're not right, they're not faithful to church, you better be careful. I, I hope that's all right this morning. hope that's all right this morning. Listen, somebody that's mad at the preacher, somebody that's mad at the church, somebody that's mad at the Christian school, somebody that's bitter at the Christian school, you better not take no counsel from them. They'll lead you wrong every time. God help us. She took the wrong counsel. I know y'all probably don't work out in the world and got jobs, but y'all bump shoulders with people. I know you do. Cousins, family members. You better not take no counsel from somebody that ain't right with God. God help us. If you're like me, if you're like me, God help us. Brother Josh, I care about what people think. I care about what people say. I want to make people happy. God help us. Is anybody, if you don't want, if you don't want to be kind and friendly and make people happy and, and be a nice guy to people, something's wrong with you. But you know what? I wouldn't worry about making them folks happy that ain't right. I wouldn't worry two seconds about it. They took the wrong counsel. Naomi I don't understand for the life of me, Brother Seth. They were halfway where they were supposed to be. What clicked off in her? What set off in her to tell them to go back? They were almost where they needed to be. That's probably where some of y'all are at this morning. You're halfway where you need to be. You're almost back where you're supposed to be. You're almost where God told you to go. Don't take no wrong counsel. God help us. God help us. Don't take no wrong counsel. God help us. You're halfway there. You better quit listening to the world. You better quit listening to Teen Magazine or whatever it is. God help us. This world will give you the wrong counsel every time. These celebrities will give you the wrong counsel every time. God help us. You better get some godly counsel. She went back because she listened to the wrong counsel. You better never listen to nobody that's bitter. Nobody that's bitter. Somebody bitter at God. Bitter at God's house, bitter at God's place. You better not listen to them this morning. Mad about something that's silly and irrelevant anyway. Listen, if it took, if they're mad about something goofy, you better not take their counsel this morning. If they're mad because the preacher didn't shake their hand Sunday morning, they're not good people to take counsel from. Y'all with me this morning? She was bitter. She went back and told them she was bitter. There's good, Naomi was a good lady. I believe that. I believe Naomi was a good, I don't even like being, I honestly don't even like damp. I'm not trying to dog Naomi. She was in a mess. But she was bitter and she was not in any shape to give any counsel. But she was still giving it. And you, some signs to look for is that sarcasm like that. You hear what she said? She said, Am I going to be able to marry a husband, have another baby, or would you tarry until I have another son and then grow up and marry them? She was being sarcastic. Then she was kind of being sassy a little bit. When it's something that serious concerning the will of God and what God is doing and God's movings and God's workings, somebody being sarcastic and bitter about that? God help us. God help us. You better look at some signs. Somebody that's worldly, somebody that doesn't care about God, somebody that's not faithful to church, somebody that listens to country music and carries on God, help us. 
I know that's not popular, but that stuff will destroy you this morning. God help us. You better not take any worldly, excuse me, wrong counsel. She went back because she actually cared about what Naomi said. I'll say this two ways. There's people that care about what you have to say. You better be careful what you say. And on the other hand, you better be careful what you listen to. I know there's people you look up to. Is there anybody y'all look up to? I know there's people you care about. I remember being a young person, Brother Josh, and I was just, I don't know if it was just because I was a young person or what it was, but anybody older, you know, I thought everybody was just a good person. Especially even at church. It, I was up in my 20s, Brother Seth, till I realized that everybody at church wasn't nice. <laughs> I was 20 probably, 19, 20, till I realized that everybody at church wasn't interested in me serving the Lord. Everybody at church isn't interested in the church flourishing for God and the preacher preaching thus saith the Lord. I was a little older. I'm, I'm a little slower than most, but I was a little older, Brother Seth. Brother Seth was probably 26 when he found that out. I was a little older and I looked up to people and it hit me wrong when I find out these people I'm looking up to they're not telling me right <laughs> y'all remember that time in your life where you had somebody you were looking up to and you were uh, like man they're a good guy they got a good job they're doing this they're doing that and you realize hey this ain't really somebody I need to be looking up to <laughs> y'all remember that be very careful where you take counsel from. The world is offering so much counsel, but it's all so wrong. You know what it said in Judges? He laid the platform for this book right here. He said that every man did what was right in his own eyes. And that's the scene that we're looking at right here in the book of Ruth. And he, she took, the, Ortha took the wrong counsel. And it cost her probably her soul. It cost her probably her soul. Isn't that something? Let's look at verse number 15. 14. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Ortha kissed her mother-in-law and Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods, little G. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. Orpha left and she's trying to talk Ruth into leaving now. I want to say or Ortha left because of wrong counsel, but not only that, she left because of worldly compromise. See, you may take counsel from somebody and it causes you to make wrong decisions, but at the end of the day, ultimately, the decision is yours. Listen, you have a free will this morning. You have a free will this morning. And if we could make you do something, I, I'm telling you, if I could make you serve God, I'd do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd do it. Some people say they wouldn't, but I'm telling you, I'd do it. I'd make every one of you serve God if I could. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. You have your own will. You're getting old enough now. you got to figure out what you're going to do. And she didn't go where she was supposed to go and do what she was supposed to do. I know we look hard on Naomi right here. But it, it was Naomi that pushed her. 
But at the end of the day, she had to follow what Naomi was saying. It wasn't ultimately Naomi's fault. It was Ortha's fault. She had worldly compromise. See what it said? It said she went back to her people and her little G-gods. She had some other things going on in her life that maybe nobody else knew about. Obviously, Naomi knew about it because Ortha's gone, and she said, Ortha, she went back to her gods. And maybe you've got something in your life. You're getting some wrong counsel, of course, probably. But you maybe got some little G gods in your life that's going to cause you to go back down to Moab. It's gonna cause, actually, it's going to cause you not to ever get back out or to go. And she had worldly compromise. I want to say something to you. It's still right to live holy. It's still right to live clean. It's still right to read your Bible and pray and live. I'm telling you, it's still right this morning not to go the way of the world. I could call out a thousand things this morning, but probably God's done did it already. It's still right to live right this morning. It's still right to have good character. It's still right to be faithful to God. Listen, nobody else may not know what you got going on, but God the Holy Ghost knows. And if you're saved, he's living inside of you and he's seeing what you see. God help us. It's still right to live right this morning. And if you're not careful, you'll let them little compromises turn into big compromises and you'll be out of this thing. Nobody has ever, ever, ever walked out the back. That prodigal son, I get, he didn't just wake up one morning and decide, hey, I think I'll go down to the world. I think I'll go down to the far country. It just didn't happen overnight. It was a progression of things. It was something that had been happening for a little while. It was something that he had been doing for a little while. And it snowballed into a public big mess. And that's what will happen with us if we don't take care of our compromises. It'll get a mess. It'll get us in a mess. She had some worldly compromises. They didn't come out till it was time to stay. But they finally came out. And you see, I was wondering, why in the world is Naomi pushing her to go back? And even somebody like that you shouldn't push to go back. But I thought, man, it's crazy. And then, then Naomi spills the beans. Orpha had been doing things and saying things and going places she shouldn't go. And it was Ortha's fault. You'll, listen, you'll not be able to blame if you leave from this place. You'll not be able to blame the church. You'll not be able to blame the preacher. You'll not be able to bring some kind of bad upbringing. Ultimately, it's up to you this morning what you're going to do with what God has given you. And I'm done right here. Verse number 9. It said, The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and lifted up their voices and wept. They lifted up their voices and wept. Verse number 14. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. Y'all see that? Not only did wrong counsel cause her to go back, worldly compromise, but the weeping companions. The weeping companions. Say, what do you mean by that? All three of these ladies were dealing with the same problem. They had all lost a husband. They had all got in trouble down in Moab. They were all dealing with the same problem. And I wonder if they sit around all the time. I'm upset about this, upset about this. They were all bitter probably. They were all weeping. Listen to me. 
a sure way that you're going to find yourself in trouble is if you get with same people that are dealing with the same problems that you're dealing with. Does that make sense to you this morning? If you've got a problem with this and you've got a problem with the same thing, it'd probably be good for y'all not to get them problems together because you're going to be more problems. You ought to find somebody that don't have the same problem. Listen, it's probably not a good idea to take advice from people the same age as you. Y'all listen, I know that's tough and we like to help each other and talk to each other and sometimes it's okay but probably you ought to find somebody that knows a little better than somebody your age. Or somebody, listen, if you are going through the same trial or trouble that he's going through, y'all probably not going to get help from each other. Y'all probably going to sit around and talk about how bad it is and how harmful it is and how you wish it wasn't like this and how you wish it, and you're going to both get bitter and then you're going to cause trouble. Does that make sense? She had weeping companions. She had people that were dealing with the same things she was dealing with and she wasn't able to get any help because they all had the same problems. And they just cried. Listen, a lot of times we come to the altar and we cry. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Listen, I'm not making light of that. I think you ought to. I think you ought to. But you know what's real? You know what what's real popular for us to come down and cry big crocodile tears on Sunday morning and walk out on Sunday afternoon. We're still doing the same thing we was doing on Saturday night. Is anybody with me this morning? Just because you're crying, don't mean you're getting right this morning. God help us. There's so much drama and young people, and God help us. So much, even little ones. I'm telling you. <laughs> Emotions. Listen, get with God. Don't get with drama. Don't get with somebody else's full. They all, several times, Brother Josh, and I'm not downplaying their trial, but several times they hugged and weeped and cried. And then they got up from hugging and weeping and crying, and Orpha went back, and Naomi's still bitter. It never got the problem solved. <laughs> Listen. Hugging and weeping and crying and snotting all each other until you actually put some feet in what you're doing, it's not going to make a difference. Does that make sense? Bible said Naomi. I'm going to show you this and I'm done. It said in Naomi, and she verse 6, and she arose with her daughters-in-law. Y'all see that? And went, and all right, she arose and she that she might return from the country of Moab. And she had, she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited the people and given them bread. Verse 7, Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was. In verse 6, she arose. It'd be something like this in our day. Arising. Stand up. I just want to tell everybody I haven't been right. I'm getting right. I want to serve God. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But you know what had to happen before any, all the wheels started spinning? Look what it said. There's a lot of us that arise. On Sunday morning, the Holy Ghost come in here, the preacher's preaching, and you feel conviction, you arise and you go to the altar. And you go back and sit down. But look what it said. It said she got from the place where she was. 
If you want some help, you're going to have to do more than just arise. She arose. You're going to have to get from the place. You're going to have to get from the place. Y'all see that? You're going to have to get from the place. You're going to have to get from the people. You're going to have to put yourself in a position to get help. Or you'll fall back in the same old trap. And see, Naomi and Ruth made it back. But Ortha didn't. And I wonder if she just arose and made the scene with them. Yeah, we're leaving. And then she got halfway there and turned back. I'm telling you, that's what a lot of Christians are doing. They're arising and telling everybody what they're going to do, but they get halfway and come back. They get halfway where they're supposed to be. How many, Brother Josh, how many times have you seen a young person get halfway where they were supposed to be? God help us. I don't want to be halfway where I'm supposed to be. I want to be all the way in Bethlehem, Judah. I wonder if Naomi got to thinking, God help us. She got to thinking when the Lord had visited her. She, God help us. She started remembering things. I'm done, Brother Josh. You come on. I, she started remembering things. She started rehearsing things. She remembered what it felt like down in Bethlehem in the house of praise. She remembered what it felt like to have the sweet peace of God. She remembered what it felt like to hear the preaching and the word and take heed. She remembered the past. God help us. That's another message for another time. But it took more than just her arising. She had to get from the place. Get from the place. There's probably a place you're in that you need to get from or you're going to keep getting the same things happening over and over and over again. God help us this morning. Come on, Mother Josh.